0: Podcast number 65, Moon River. I've noticed in many interviews and articles how many people with varied musical interests when asked to name some of their favorite songs have included Moon River. Something about this song touches people emotionally. I observed this same response in Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Podcast number 58. Through analysis, we hope to uncover the techniques and procedures that go into creating a masterpiece. In order to highlight the emotional impact, it's much more difficult. Often it may be the lyrics, but musically, it is often intangible. However, on certain occasions, I believe the sound of a certain chord, interval, or the degree of dissonance between a note or phrase and the background harmony can create certain emotions in the listener. I hope to spotlight this possible effect in the analysis of Moon River. Moon River was composed by Henry Mancini for the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, starring Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn is an icon in the same pantheon as Marilyn Monroe, James Dean, and Marlon Brando. Moon River, Emotion and Dissonance, The overall architecture. First of all, there are many, many versions of this song, recordings, both instrumental and with lyrics. I have chosen one of the versions in the key of C major and the song originally is in 3-4 time. There are two verses. Generally music for movies do not have as many sections as popular songs. First let's listen to the chords in the key of C major. C the one chord. D minor the 2 chord, E minor the 3 chord, F major the 4 chord, G7 the 5 chord, A minor the 6 chord, B diminished the 7 chord. Verse 1 is 16 measures long. The first phrase is moon river wider than a mile. I will subdivide this into two parts the first part, moon, river. The introduction is just two measures of the C chord introducing the three-four time. For the lyric moon, we have the No G, the fifth of the C chord. As the chord changes to A minor, the second measure, we hear the lyric river, And this is supported by the notes D and C. The D is a non-chord tone, the fourth of the chord, approached by the interval of a fifth. This is a non-prepared dissonance known as an appoggiatura, one of the most expressive and emotional tone colors in music, used extensively since the classic era in music, approximately 1750 to 1825. We hear it on the syllable "riv" of river, on the first beat of the measure, which is usually accented. This D note, the appoggiatura, then resolves to the C on the second beat on the syllable er of river. The C is the third of the A minor chord, so the dissonance on the stressed beat resolves to non-dissonance on the following beat. This is a perfect example of an appoggiatura, tension moving to calm, dissonance to consonance. Non-chord tones show varying degrees of color and tension. Let's listen again to hear the emotion. This concept is very important because throughout the song the use of appoggiaturas will be a defining element in the song's overall color. The second half of phrase one is also two measures long and the lyrics are wider than a mile. As the next chord enters the F chord, the fourth chord, another appoggiatura, the note B, the fourth of the F chord is now heard for the syllable wide, again on the first beat of the measure, with a dotted quarter note. It then resolves to the note A on R er of wider. So previously we heard an A minor chord with the fourth resolving to the third. Now we have an F chord, same procedure, the fourth, the appoggiatura, moves down to the third. The melody moves downward now through the C scale to a resting point on G, the chord tone of the C chord on the lyric mile. Chord tones are usually resting points and calm, where non-chord tones are restless and seek resolution. Let's listen one more time to that subphrase. Now we have the second phrase, four measures of the first verse. The lyrics are, I'm crossing you in style someday. Here we see a repetition of the previous two measures with the lyrics wider than a mile. The most striking figure here is that I'm cross, the root of the C chord C leaps up a major seventh to the note B against the F chord. However, here it is even more emotional because it is approached by a large interval leap of the major seventh. This creates more emotion of the appoggiatura due to the introduction of the major seventh leap. As I have often said, I do not want to break any copyright laws, so please listen to an original recording, either one with lyrics or an instrumental version. The Andy Williams version was very, very popular. I would like to give another example of an appoggiatura approached by a leap. In the middle of the theme song from the movie Titanic, we hear the emotional high point as an octave leap from G to G in the key of C, from a chord tone from the lower G to the high G, which is a non-chord tone, the second against the F chord, an appoggiatura, as it is stressed on the first beat, then resolves downward to the F note, the root of the F chord. This is a perfect example of a dissonance resolving to a consonance. The emotional impact is unmistakable. I will play that now. At this point, I'd like to mention one of the most important techniques in music is used right now for comprehension and continuity repetition. The fifth and sixth measures are exactly the same as the third and fourth. Only the octave leap is added, so, wider than a mile equals crossing you in style. Also, the rhyming scheme is the same. The phrase ends with the notes C and D for the lyrics someday. For the lyric sum, the note C is the root of the C chord, moving to the note D for day. This is the third of the B half diminished chord, the seventh chord in the key of C. B half diminished seven is also the two chord in the key of A or A minor. The next chord is in E7. E7 is the secondary dominant on the three chord, E minor in the key of C. Here it is altered to E7 pulling to the A minor the next chord. The B diminished is a pivot chord because it is the seven chord in the key of C and the two chord in the key of A minor. So the B diminished, pulling to the E7, introduces the next chord, which is the A minor. Implying or modulating to new keys is a great way to add interest to your songs using pivot chords and secondary dominance. See podcast number 22 for adding dominant chords to your music. Also, podcast number 38 deals with modulation. Let's listen to these first two phrases of the first verse. These first two phrases make a musical sentence. phrase of the first verse, the lyrics are old dream maker, you heartbreaker, when ev first part of ever. The chord progression is very interesting, supporting a melody of mostly chord tones. Let's listen to those four measures. As I said, what is interesting here is the chord progression. I will play just the chords and label them. E7, A minor, C7, F, F minor. The first chord I played, the E7 at the end of the previous phrase, introduces this new phrase, especially the A minor chord, the 6th chord. Then we have a C7 chord. This is the one chord in the key of C. However, it's altered to C7, a dominant 7th chord in the key of F. And the next chord is an F chord. So it pulls to that chord. Then we have a color change. The F moves to F minor, the four minor. This is a common change in music to go from light to dark. What is also so interesting and important for our discussion is that the melody of the first two measures is repeated exactly in the next two. Let's listen. This technique we heard in the first phrase of the song where two measures were repeated exactly. What is important here is the first time we hear it, it's A minor and C seventh. And against the A minor, the note is a C, the third. Against the C seventh is G and E, the fifth and the third, and then a D, a passing tone. They support the lyrics, dream, maker, you. Mostly chord tones with one passing tone is very calm then. When it is repeated exactly in the next two measures, the chords change, and so do the color of the notes. As the chord changes to F, we have C for the lyric heart, which is the fifth of the chord. That's still a chord tone, but the next measure is the important one. Against the F minor, we have a G and an E, followed by the note D. The G creates a minor ninth on the word break. The E is a major 7th against a minor chord. So that would be a minor major 7th chord and the D is the 6th. I will play those three notes against the F minor chord right now so you can hear the darkness of that sound. So here we have two techniques. The chord changes from light to dark and The notes against that darker chord are non-chord tones making it even darker, supporting the lyric heartbreaker. And, of course, repetition in the middle of a phrase. One more listen. The end of the first verse, the fourth phrase, The lyrics are, wherever you're going, I'm going your way. This last phrase is most interesting in that harmonically it moves through three keys. Let's listen. So what we just heard was one measure of A minor, then the next measure we have F sharp minor seventh to B7, that would be 2-5 in the key of E minor. Then in the next measure, we have E minor 7 to A7, 2-5 in the key of D minor or D major, and then we have a D minor 7 to G9, 2-5 back in the key of C. And the melody is mostly chord tones. So what Henry Mancini has done here is he has one measure in the key of C, the A minor. Then he moves in a cycle through the different keys to get back to a C chord which starts the second verse. This is known as a turnaround. 251 is the main progression in the art of jazz. If you ever get a chance and listen to the genius of Charlie Parker, you will see in some of his songs at incredible tempos he moves through so many keys in 251. It's astounding. Now for the second verse. Verse 2. The second verse is essentially the same as the first verse, with some variations. It is 22 measures long as opposed to the original 16. It is divided into four sections. Section 1 is a repeat of the first eight measures. next section is a rising and then falling line accelerating, introducing, and connecting us to what I feel is the emotional climax which now follows in section three. Here is section two, that connector. now is Section 3. This is a repeat of the four measures of the first verse, which highlight the emotional use of the (music) appoggiaturas. Section 4. This is the closing sentence, at which point we hear the title in the lyrics, Moon River and Me. The rhythm subsides with the use of chord tones against the C, A minor, D minor 7, G7, C progression, the typical 1, 6, 2, 5, 1 cadence, perfect for an ending. This is a release of the tension and emotion of the previous sentence, which contained the lyrics, Waiting round the bend, my huckleberry friend. Now we hear the final phrase. main object in this podcast was to highlight the use of dissonance in varying shades and colors that through the use of non-chord tones such as an appoggiatura can create emotional responses in the listener and also underscore the meaning of certain lyrics or phrases. If I may, the best advice I can offer any songwriter is to learn to play chords and progressions on both the keyboard and the guitar. Not to be a virtuoso, but to have a working knowledge of harmony. This is easily accomplished with all the free lessons on YouTube. Also, whether you are a singer or not, whenever you get a chance, sing. Sing all the time to get the music inside you. And for physical and mental health, play the drums. Countless studies have shown its psychological and physical benefits, no matter what level. Even just a pair of sticks, sing and play along with your favorite songs. I hope this analysis has been helpful to you. For added information on composition, please check out my videos on YouTube. Also, I have a book available on Amazon, The Songwriter's Guide to Melodies. I'd like to leave you with this quote by Ray Charles. The important thing is to feel your music, really feel it, and believe it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Joe.